advise you to get off the streets as quickly as possible. It'll soon be a war up there. And we are, as a people, opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths. I know for a fact. And to secret proceedings. Weapons of mass destruction. I have a dream. I take the threat very seriously. A new world order. Your government thanks you for your participation. You are now listening to the world-famous Sofa King Podcast. Please, read from sheets. I am am Sofa King. Sofa King. Now repeat all very fast, please. I I am am Sofa King. Faster. I am Sofa King. No, not so fast. Loses meaning. I, I am, am so fucking with me, Todd. <laughs> you say funny things. Who uh, who sent us the fucktopus? John uh, Schultz? No. Or was it... Uh, Kinshiro. Kinshiro. Yes. Daniel uh, Kinshiro. Daniel. John's mm-hmm. dad. Yep. No. Backwards. John. John is the dad. John's the Daniel's dad. Daniel's the son. Yep. Daniel's the son. Daniel, that's right. Daniel's son. There you go. There we go. We got there. We got there. Uh, We finally, how long have we had it? For like a year year or more? Maybe more. And we we just found out what it was for. It's actually a phone holder. He might have told us that when he gave it to us, but. We don't listen. Brad was trying to show me a video and then he tried to balance his phone in there and it was just like, it perfectly went in and then spun around like it was meant to be. Yeah. Like it was balanced. It fit. It was crazy. Yeah. Mind blown. Yeah. Now we just need to figure out what this little axle dick's for. Yeah, I don't know why we get the axle dick. Yeah. Oh, axle I mean, basically, our, what we're recommending is if you have any sex toys of questionable origin, try sticking your phone in it. Yeah, sure. yeah. There we go. Yeah, I don't, the, the penis, though, uh, d- it doesn't even have a suction cup on it. I don't know what it's for. <laughs> <laughs> if it had a suction cup. <laughs> yeah. You could use it in the shower. You know, Keisha, or whatever her name yeah. is, off to the races. Keisha. Yeah. Dave knows what I'm talking about. I do know. Yeah. About. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's about time Dave knows what I'm talking about. Wow. And Brad's we've, left out. We've walked down this road before. Yeah. Have we? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Is it, is it a dark alley in Chicago? It was my favorite porn back in the day. Oh. Yeah. It was my, it was my go-to. Your go-to. Keisha. Yeah. There's some knee-high is socks. Is it Kesha or Keisha? I don't know. Kesha's I white. Yeah. Kesha's white. It's a white girl. She's a white girl. Yeah. So it's Kesha. No, she's Russian. Keisha. So. Keisha's black. Is she Russian? I didn't check her bio. David got deep. So did she. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, she was on Howard Stern. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Oh, I don't want to watch it because when she talks, she's probably stupid or something. Like, it'll ruin it for Sometimes me. Sometimes they're intelligent. <laughs> they do give a lot of brain. I remember one time I was uh, buying some shit off Craigslist and I went to someone's house. I might have told this story. Yeah. And I went to this house to buy the stuff. This stuff. I'm going to leave it vague. It's yeah. better that way. I like um, it that way. Yeah. Yeah. And there yeah. was this girl Even that was just the imagination. like, oh my God, this girl is like beautiful. Like yeah. she looked like, I don't know, like a Russian model or something. You're like, God yeah. damn it. Why is this girl at this fucking house with these ghetto fucking people? Like I was uncomfortable at this place. I was like, I need to get the fuck out of here. And I was like, what is this girl doing here? Like, I just don't understand. And then she went and started talking and I was like, oh, oh. wow. Now Jesus I understand. Yeah. You're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was just like gorgeous, but you're an idiot. Yeah. I was like, oh wow. Okay. 
But how could you, how did that happen to you though? Yeah. Or was a series yeah, of events. You, you know, when you see like a, a beautiful woman yeah. in like a fucking 88 Camry that's all fucking beat up and yeah. shit, like something's up. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If you were, yeah. if you're not using your looks to your advantage, you're fucking stupid. Yeah. Like I was, I was on F street one time and a girl rode past on some weird ass janky bike. And I was like, what in the fuck is happening? Yeah. Why is that girl on a bike? Why is she not in the next Avengers movie? Like, why is she on that yeah. fucking bike? Fucking right. Megan, right. Megan Fox riding down the street. No, not Megan Fox. No, no, no. Not that good? No, that's not good. Megan, Megan Fox? Fox? Her thumbs. What thumb hand? Yeah, yeah, thumb fingers. What's wrong with mm, that? It's not good. Just have her put her thumbs in her pockets. She has Jeremy Pepper thumbs. That's okay. Have you seen his thumbs? Yeah, they're the same. Yeah, yeah. they're the same. He has, yeah. he has Megan Fox he did, thumbs. He didn't know. He actually didn't know that there were other people out there with thumb, with, with toe thumbs. He called them Dumbledores. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it might be a thing. Like, if, if she's like, a, I'm going to stick my thumb up your ass kind of girl and you don't like that kind of thing, then she's even hotter. Yeah. Then she's got little micro thumbs that she sticks up your ass oh, so it wow. doesn't bug you as much and you're with wow. Megan Fox. Oh, if you like it, yeah. I'd rather have a regular thumb in my ass <laughs> the other than, thing Ma- is than if, Megan Fox's if thumb. If I'll say that. <laughs> if they <laughs> That's how bad I don't like I mean, everybody thumbs. has a flaw. Yeah. If that's her flaw. I'll take Shaq's like... thumb over Megan Fox's thumb. I don't... <laughs> that shit might be contagious. I don't want her touching me. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. You don't want your baby to come Jeremy, that goes for like you that? too, bro. You're real handsome yeah. with those thumbs. Don't well, when Jeremy, when Jeremy's punching you, is it considered kicking you? Do you tell him, like, Stop kicking me. Like when he's punching you, are you confused? Yeah. Like, do you tell him like, stop kick punching me? Yeah. What just happened? Fucking Jeremy Pepper. He can walk on his hands yeah. like crazy. Does he wear a half shoe? Yeah. Right. It's like glove shoe. Mm-hmm. Like, how's that happen? Who makes those? Wish. Wish.com. You can totally glove get that. Yeah. You have a shoe for your thumb and then four finger glove. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Looks like a little mini Nike Cortez. That's funny. Yeah. Hi, Dave. Hey, did you guys hear about our uh, sponsor? I did. I've heard of them. I haven't. El Yucateco. King of Flavor since 1968. Brad, you fucking back off, bro. (laughs) You give me two seconds. (laughs) You took too long. You're over there dinging a bell like a fucking idiot. And you know what comes after the bell. I don't know what comes after the bell. I'm telling you now. Usually you ring the bell. I mean, Dave, back me up. You ding the bell. Back me up, Dave. After we ring the bell, he says king of flavor, then he rings the bell. Yeah, but it's, 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 he clinks, we ding, and then I talk. It's the same thing. True. I'll admit, I usually do ding after the thing, but I had to give you guys the announcement. It's my fault now. Oh, yeah, for sure. Anyway, every week we like to give a hot sack or a hot box out in appreciation of people who have posted about um, El Yucateco hot sauce. And this week's winner is Clark Robkin, who posted on the unofficial uh, Sofa King uh, Facebook page, like a picture of food that's like way, way out of our league. You can back off the mic a little bit. You're loud. Just saying. Is that better? You better, no, that's Jesus worse. Christ. <laughs> you fucking funny man. <laughs> Eggs in your ass and mics down your throat, yeah. apparently. <laughs> wow. How many mics can you fit in your mouth? You free on Friday? You free on Friday, Dave? Well, at the studio, I'm used to having the mic like right there. And here I'm like sitting several feet back from it and it doesn't feel right. That's, yeah. that's better. That's a lot better. A fist, a fist distance at least. But you look further than a fist. Oh, well, I'm, way of, I'm like a foot and yeah. a half away from the mic. Yeah. yeah, because that's, I mean, it's a condenser mic. It's going to be gonna pick up a little different i don't know if that yeah. one is a little baby Which, one yeah it's good it yeah. a little baby powered, one it's powered yeah, mm. yeah it's anyway, a small clark- small diaphragm i i like to call him rob clarkkin yeah i like that too um rob clarkkin uh posted a fancy ass picture of uh 
he said sushi and morels, uh, some morel mushrooms, but I believe it's actually sashimi with morels. Mm. I don't think it is sushi now that I think about mm. it. Well, you do have travertine tiles, so, so maybe. if I was going to trust someone, it would be mm-hmm. you. Look at the yeah. picture again. I don't know Clark like I know you. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. No, sorry, yeah. bro. It's sashimi, not sushi. What's the difference, Dave? Tell us. It's sashimi raw. is just cuts of raw fish. Uh, and sushi <laughs> is the fish on rice. Yes, wrapped. Isn't it by definition seaweed. still sushi though? No, uh, mm-hmm. I don't believe so. I think it's a different. It's sashimi. No, if you, it's not if like you a, open up a burrito, is it still a burrito? No, it's like no, is it's a car still an automobile? Like that kind of thing. No, I'm not, I'm, I don't. I don't care to have that discussion. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> but either way, the food was on point and the presentation was amazing. And morels are not easy to find. And he had the El Yucateco and it was all right there. So uh, Rob Clarkkin, you're the, the winner. So look for Frankie Pigeons. Um, the other thing we like to do up front is talk about our patrons. Um, without our patrons, we would not be able to um, improve our quality, improve our studio, uh, send out the thousand fucking packages a week that brent sends out it's a busy, um, busy week yeah if you're like waiting for a, something it's on its way like a warrior um but the patrons you guys help us do it and as a side effect you help us put some extra ramen in our bellies and pay for you, things. you're loud as fuck i don't know what it is you gotta you i gotta, don't know either man i'm back away from it you gotta you gotta give that sexy soul voice dave all right I'll yeah just sit way the fuck back here all this all this technology now we can't hear you, I, mean, you no, I can't hear you too light dude. too light <laughs> So we like to thank our patrons and uh, give them a shout out and say what's up. So um, this week's patrons who we want to thank are Brandon Stebbins. You remember him? Mm. I think he's got thumbs like Jeremy with that name. He might. Yeah. Like he's, he, he always stubs his, th- his thumbs. Yeah. <laughs> he's walking around the living room. <laughs> he some foxy thumbs you got there, yeah. Stebbins. He doesn't, he doesn't stub them. He stubs them. Yeah, That's what happens him, when you yeah. walk on your hands. You don't stub your toe. You, you stab, stab your up, finger. Yeah. You stub your yeah. finger. Yeah. 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 Ow, I stubbed my finger. Jeremy Pepper, have you ever stubbed your thumb? <laughs> That's what. That's how we want to know. Of course, These are things we have to know. Um, then we have H. R. Metters. Pretty sure that's an man. author of some sort. They wrote a shitty, yeah. a shitty likeness of yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perry well, Potter. He, he, yeah, HR. <laughs> what's his name? HR what? The porn version. HR Puff and Stuff's Meadows. Yeah. Metters, he drew, he, yeah, he hand drew a gun and it had full grown people in it. That's what, that's what he did. <laughs> what the, in the fuck? HR does seem male. It doesn't seem masculine. Don't you don't know the HR Geiger? HR Geiger, the, oh, the HR artist. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. He drew like a gun and yeah. the bullets were babies. Yeah. That's, that was the, never mind. He also it, was deep, designed, it was too deep for me. He also designed the xenomorph. Yes. Yes. But HR, Metters. HR, Hub, what, what's this guy's name? HR, Hub, H- Hubblepuff. H- yeah, that's right. You guys should stopped at Perry Hotter. That was fucking beautiful. That was it. Yeah, we keep that was the one. Though. He's done a lot of things <laughs> across yeah. the line. Man of many talents. Yeah, Perry Hotter or, or her. I was woman. proud of that one. Then we have Quellen mm. Graham. It's Quellon. <laughs> mm. They're from a Key and Peele skit. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's Quilon. where they were born in a Key and Peele skit. Quellon yeah. Graham. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Quaylin. Um, yeah, Quaylin. Graham. Graham. Present. Matthew D. Adams. You guys remember him? Yeah, because we know about the D. Yeah. He knows about the D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always got the D. He's ready for it. He sent yeah. us whiskey, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure it's around yeah. here. Stands for Dinosaur. The D. 
Brad and I are cataloging all the whiskey, so you guys. I thought know. it stood for Dick Face. So two there. two shelves through. Yeah. I mean, yes, yeah. And this is a very fancy name, Jennifer Brianne Rose. That's nobody, a porn name. No, for and sure. nobody likes a middle name. Nah, that's a porno name, Jennifer Brianne Rose. No. Oh, you're kidding me, Jennifer Brianne Rose. I've I seen her work. So. No, you guys no. are against me on that. I mean, I am against I her. The uh, porn stars usually don't have three names. Yeah, it's, mm. yeah, it's usually like Chasey Lane. Like yes. Jennifer Rose or Brianne. Brianne Rose yeah. would totally be a porn star. Jennifer Brianne. Like throw the Je- Jennifer Brianne would be a porn star. Jennifer yeah. Rose would be a porn, yeah. porn star. Rose Brianne, Rose Jennifer. Yeah. You throw in the third yeah. part, you kind of tilt away from. She becomes an author. You go immediately away from porn star and into cat lady. Yeah. And <laughs> and it's like, and she writes, she writes erotic literature. Right. That's about what it cats. Is. Yeah. About cats. Yeah. After porn. That's yeah, what yeah. you do. She I mean, used to be a porn are, star. Then she brought the, the, the middle name out. Yeah. She was never a porn star. Yeah. Never. No, she Not was. The name. No, she yeah, went yeah, from, yeah. Never. She, she didn't use the middle name. Yeah. And then so she Jennifer Rose. the middle name to get out of the business. Yeah. That's how you get your pimp to stop. You bring out the middle name. She went from giving mm. up that pussy to having a lot of pussy. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. All it took was one Brianne. Mm-hmm. And Jennifer, just just so you know, nobody cares about your middle name. We spent a lot of time on it for not caring. We did. We did. It's kind <laughs> it's of the insane. most attention we'll ever get. Just so yeah. you know. Yeah, the cats won't pay you this much attention. Mm-hmm. No, mm. no, they might lick you to sleep, but that's between you yeah. and the cat. Is is like peanut butter? Like how dogs like peanut butter? Do cats do the same thing? I don't think so. And I have a guy at work who loves putting peanut butter on his balls. Yeah, and his dog. He takes his dog out on the boat. You know the sad thing is somebody does that shit. Oh, I'm telling sure. you, the guy at my work. <laughs> no, I'm you, yeah, <laughs> we bought him. Yeah, we bought him a couple of jars of peanut butter for Christmas. Oof. Yeah, I can't. After you knew that, or before you knew that? A- well, after. I mean, oh, we want to make the part. dog happy. Yeah, that's. Are you gonna call him out? <laughs> Who? You're the guy at work. Can you say his name? No. Oh, you're not going that no, far. No, because it's real. Oh, because it's real. That's how real it is. <laughs> Dave's putting some on right now for Vincent. Yeah, that's the silence. <laughs> <voice. laughs> with the camera. Keep your hands. Keep oh, your hands. Where keep your hands up. Dave. I can't see him. You have him on video. Uh, I know. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, weren't you going to say something about Podbelly? I was going to say no. something about Podbelly. Actually, we're um, we are part of the Podbelly network. Uh, this month, for the month of May, we're doing a May the Fourth Be With You promotion with Podbelly. And if you go over to podbelly.com in the shop, um, there is a sticker. It's an I Love Bacon sticker, and you can have that sticker for free while supplies last. A ton of sticker orders have come in. Yeah, there's um, a bunch of nerds that listen. <laughs> it is a podcast. There are, yeah, Fucking lots of nerds. those are going through, and it's a free sticker. So yeah. if you use code Kevin the Pig, this is the only place you can get it. Is if you're listening to one of the podcasts on Podbelly, it's a verbal code. Uh, Kevin the Pig on Podbelly com forward slash shop and you can get a free I love Kevin Bacon sticker mm. and it's got uh, Kevin the pig on there so it's pretty cool and it's free and it doesn't matter where you live even in Latvia you son of a bitch Arvids mm. um, you can get it too mm. look like a bulldog has been too many fights <laughs> fucking one ears ripped off <laughs> Arvid has both his ears he does he yeah. does Arvids yeah, I have does. trouble pluralizing that I don't want to put an S on it for some reason well, somebody I know owns that's his him. name yeah. yeah Arvids just everything is Arvids Arvid's neighbor. Whose car is that? Arvid's? Yeah, that's a weird thing when you have a. Uh, is it Arvid's? Yeah, like Arvid's neighbor. Uh, <laughs> you go over to Arvid's house yeah. tonight. Well, yeah, technically, makes... there's no apostrophe, so it's plural. There's mo- there's more than one Arvid's. It's you just two. roll with it. Mm. Oh, he has two of them. Right. Or That's more. why his face looks like that. There's like two people <laughs> fighting to get out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
Uh, we love you, Arvid. Yes, we do. Just Arvid. Kidding. Both of you. We love both, both of you. Both of you. Yeah, both <laughs> we of you. love all of you. The one that's not all the way out yet yeah. looks better. You might want to let him out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Well, just uh, finish phasing. Power. You finish phasing. Yeah, finish phasing. <laughs> You're like Bigfoot. You're always blurry. Well, it's probably will be cut in half if he lets the other Arvids out. Yeah, uh, maybe. Or they might get stronger. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't. Even, gonna... He doesn't. He doesn't know who runs Barter Town. That's yeah. the problem over right. there. It he might be make a, a decision. It might be a life of painful sacrifice. He's containing the evil Arvid. It might be. Um, constantly, it's a constant struggle to keep Arvid inside of Arvid. Mm. And he is Arvids. Yes, I like that. Like like on Harry Potter, the Sorcerer's Stone? Is that what you're talking about? On the Philosopher's Stone, depending on where you're at? That's a little Harry Potter nerd stuff. Don't worry about me. Nobody talks like that on Harry Potter. Oh, yeah, all of them. No, the people that love Harry Potter talk like that. Oh, yeah, Yeah. for sure. I love Harry Potter. Yeah. My daughter fought me for years of not watching Harry Potter. And then then finally she watched it and liked it. Or she read the books. Oh, you had to fight her. I thought yeah, your daughter yeah, was yeah, trying yeah. to get you to watch no, it. No, no, no. Uh, I watched it. I, I like Harry Potter. Yeah. And uh yeah, and she wouldn't watch it. And then like she read the books, I think. Somebody bought her the books and she read them and she's like, Yeah, dad, I like Harry Potter now. I'm she's a real nerd because she read the book first. And I, she I like yeah, she can be smug like and be like, Yeah, the movie was okay. The book I don't was I don't better. I don't make fun of my kids for reading because I mean, I'm happy that they do. Right. Uh, I mean, you know what I mean. Like a I, normal dad. Does. I I thought I was gonna nerd. Have, I thought I was gonna have. <laughs> I thought I was gonna have gangsters. You know what I mean. Brad's like, like I know I'm supposed to make fun for reading and my, shit, my but are, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> my kids are the opposite of me. So except my son, he's gonna be an asshole. I can't wait to uppercut that little fucker. <laughs> It'll happen. It'll be it's age fourteen. Be. I call it. Yeah, uh, maybe it might be sooner. No, testosterone's got to kick in where he thinks he's got a chance. Uh, and even where he's been working out at school. Yeah, like, like even starts, twelve yeah. years from now, when you're like even more decrepit and, and he's still friends, no judo and oh, shit, yeah, you'll still he's kick gonna, his ass. Yeah, but he's gonna know. think he's got a chance. You think? I, I think know. it'll be. I think it'll be closer to sixteen. I think what was fourteen year old Brad doing? Backyard wrestling and shit, probably. Yeah. He's going to be a mean yes, <laughs> little motherfucker. Like, yeah. yeah, maybe. It's yeah. trouble. I've but been making is, Maddox. You also Max have been, to factor in the Brad being a mean motherfucker factor. That's going to take an extra couple yeah. years to build up the courage to, to really try yeah. to push that button. For I don't know if it's, Maddox, yeah. uh, Max is growing out of nowhere. Like, literally, like, we just measured him in the hallway yeah. on the wall or whatever. And we're like, what the fuck? You look taller. Took him over there this morning. It's been like, I don't know, two weeks. I was like, you fucking Kids look taller. Grow, dude. He's totally Summer. taller. And we have a spot where he reaches as high as he can reach. Yeah. Like, fucking crushed the last line. I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. But I've been making him do push ups every night. He has to do one more. He fucking hates me for it. But he's on 31 tonight. But he started at like five. Mm. And that's what he could do. And now he's at 31 push ups a night. Mm. Nice. That's good. Yeah. We're making me hit 100. He'll get 100. He'll get there. That's good. So our topic today is, um, how did you put it before we started recording, Brad? Braided pussies. Braided here. pussies. Braided yeah. hippie yeah. pussies. Braided hippie pussies. I believe yes. is the topic. And it is uh, Woodstock. Now, I want to go on record because I've said multiple times in the show. That Hold on, Dave. Let me start. Let me put you on record. Okay. okay. Yeah. Go ahead. We're recording now. Go ahead. Okay. Um, if I had a time machine. I would I would like a time machine that would only allow me to go back so I could watch important cultural events, concerts, plays, uh, mm. speeches, thing primarily concerts. Go back in time to watch concerts. Having said that, with said time machine, there is not a snowball's chance in fucking hell that I would go to goddamn fucking Woodstock and watch anything that occurred there. Really? What if you're no. in like a bu- a bubble? Fuck. You you don't have to smell the shit mud. 
Ah, uh, uh, unfortunately, sure. in my mind, I already know how the time machine works. Doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think be, you kind of have to smash it. I'd be, I'd be part stuck of in fucking ten miles of dog shit, awful traffic. You'd be walking around in shit mud, mm. dirty fucking hippies everywhere. I'd do it for sure. Uh, it's no. only three days, bro. You get through it. It's only three days. Hippie, oh, yeah, God. it seems like I don't like bums already, and that's like I don't want to be in a group of them. They were sliding around in some like, piss, shit, yeah. mud, like. A week before or a week after, Hendrix played a better show somewhere. I'd have just gone there. Yeah, well, Hendrix only played to twenty five thousand at the very end, like, yeah. which is at, like at six a.m. River. He only played to twenty five thousand people. <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't four hundred thousand. Yeah, but um, so for the record, I want nothing to do with fucking Woodstock. And having done the research, I want even less to do with fucking Woodstock. I I I don't like. Uh, music festivals they're disgusting horrible seething teeming maths of humanity that i would just as soon avoid at all costs and woodstock is the mother of them all i think that it's like this though like i backpacked across europe and while it was happening it, there was a lot of misery to be honest it was like jesus fucking christ my feet were bleeding i'm starving i'm thinking about eating out of the trash like i'm sleeping on the side of a mountain in the fucking rain like terrible shit but when i look back on it i'm like Fuck yeah, I did that. And I think that Woodstock, for me at least, I think that that would be that type of experience where I would have to say, if I had the chance to do it, I would have done it. I do hate that too. I went to Ozfest. I fucking hated that shit. You're, it was hot as fuck. Kind of it was expensive. Though. Yeah, maybe that's it. You, you drive your fucking it. Volkswagen bus there um, with your totally braided cool. pussy yeah. hair yeah. and you fucking hop out and um, you'd be offering LSD. to braid other people's oh, yeah, pussy hair. Yeah, you'd let your fucking Trent flag fly too. You'd be, yeah. Yeah. You'd be doing mushrooms and LSD and fucking around. ecstasy. Yeah. Fucking jerking off, watching music. Yeah. That's, that's what it looked like. I bet some of our people have gone. Patty Larson was probably there. She's like 100 years old. <laughs> <laughs> she was there for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think well, she had a baby there. She was a, chap- she was a chaperone, though. Yeah. 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 Uh, she yeah she was yeah, too she, old. At too that old point. by yeah. the time that came around. Yeah. So August fifteenth, they say fifteenth through seventeenth, which is a lie because Hendrix didn't go on until eight in the morning on the eighteenth. On the fourth day, yeah. So, but he was the last act. But August fifteenth through eighteenth, basically of nineteen sixty nine, um, the most conservative estimate that I read was three hundred thousand people. The most common was closer to half a million people. And the biggest estimate I saw was that there were actually closer to a million people there. But that, you know what I think? That was you, could probably, you could probably use a computer now to like fucking look at one of those crazy images and it could probably like pixelate everything and differentiate and count the fucking heads, I bet. Well, now. that's still not everybody that's there, though. Yeah. I mean, that's and crowd, who came and went. People, I'm sure. I'm sure people came and went. Yeah. And it was, well, no, because there was no way to fucking, like, once you guys were there, you were there. Like, the roads were completely, it was. People abandoned their car. 10 miles of abandoned cars on the freeway. (laughs) They Mm. almost sent the National Guard, which would have just been a rebellion. They would have got stomped. So um, a lot of people weren't, I mean, there there, at a point there was no, come about the second day, there was really no way to get in or out of of Woodstock even the musicians mm-hmm. had to be flown in by helicopter and I had known that before but when I saw pictures of the helicopter it's like this giant fucking military helicopter and I was like how the fuck did they afford that but it was actually when they said they were going to call the national guard the mm-hmm. governor said no we're not going to send the national guard because it's going to cause a riot but um we're going to have the air force base ready so that we can airlift people in and out if we need to. And then they said, okay, well, can you airlift in the musicians? And they were like, sure. 
Yeah, it was going to take six hours for them to get in, so they were going to have their own issue. Right. So they started dropping musicians off. They, I mean, they realized that cool. at some point, the only thing you could do was see it through. It right. was like just let it, yeah, let it burn itself. Yeah, out. you got to yeah. feed these motherfuckers. Yeah. You got to get through to day yeah. three, and they need to get the show that they came for, and that's the only way we're getting through yeah. this, and everyone's going home. And the other thing is, I mean, with that many people on that amount of drugs for that many days, there were only two deaths that were complete accidents. There was no medical, there were no um, assaults. There were no claims of violence except between the musicians. Like <laughs> the, it was truly like hippie peace love. And like a lot of historians say, we think, we think it was so peaceful because one part hippie movement and philosophy and one part, everybody was just stoned to the gills the whole time on drugs that kept you mellow, not drugs yeah. that fucking mess out. And like now, if you go to a concert and somebody's looking at somebody's girl, you know what I mean? Like there's a fucking fight over right. it. You know, you're looking at my fuck. You're looking at my woman now. And well, there, it's like you're looking at my woman. Now, yeah, yeah, you're looking at my woman. Okay, oh yeah, you guys can fuck. Yeah, exactly. like, let me see your. Yeah, let me get your girl. Yeah, yeah. Man, she's beautiful, like a summer sprinkle. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think a part. I think a part of it too was like rebellion against the establishment. So like when media starts saying, "Oh, it's a disaster. It's going to be this. There's going to be a fucking riot. It's going to be that." It's like we're going to prove you wrong. Right. It starts to happen too. So you get the I don't mentality think they were like, thinking no, that, that far. Nah, that's. I think that's some of it for sure. I, I think, think that the rebellion against it. Nah. I think they're on fucking drugs and just too fucking tired. A lot of them were even against their will. They were giving out electric Kool-Aid. Oh, so even yeah. if you're fucking thirsty, you're ended up getting fucking acid on accident. Yeah. Man. I'm surprised there wasn't an overdose. You know what I well, mean? There was. Like, there was well, I, the, yeah. I know, but I'm saying more like I'm, yeah. I'm saying like a lot of people overdose. Cause if you're just constantly just fucking, there was tons, there was a place called the hog farm that they hired for security. I watched a neck, uh, Netflix documentary on it and they had the, this oh, they didn't tent. die though. It was just, ODs. no, they just held them, dude. They oh, like wow. took them over there and they would just fucking lay with them and hold their hand and they'd be crawling around freaking out and shit. And they'd be talking <laughs> To them all calm it was like these hippies from a commune called the called the hog farm and they right. fucking just talk them down and then when they got good enough that they were like hey you're cool you're good bro and they're like i'm good thank you fuck i, I made it through that they're like you see that guy walking in that's you four hours ago it's your turn to take care of someone oh, and then that nice. person would have to take care of the fucking next person and hold their hand yeah. through that shit because they knew oh my god i thought i was gonna die and they had the feeling of i should help that fucking person yeah. so they empowered the other people that had just had a bad trip to help hmm. the next person with their bad trip right hmm. so that's, that's pretty cool that, sounds like it, some cold shit the official stats from the journal of emergency medical services <laughs> said that throughout the entire uh the entire staff or through, through the entire event, they um, the medical staff, the medical tent, which was also the medical tent, which was next to the medical bus, which was wavy gravy in the hog farm. Dude, did you watch any video of that guy, Dave? Uh-uh. Oh my god, dude! You have wavy to. That's like, yeah, you have to just. I mean, even whenever you have some time to watch it, there's a documentary just called Woodstock. I think it says three days of peace and music or something yeah, like the and documentary. There's a director cut that's like three hours and 43 minutes right. on YouTube for four bucks or something. But I, I just watched the Netflix one. Um, but that guy is a trip, dude. He's like, um, don't. It's one that's just, fo- it was the documentary they made at the concert, correct? Yeah. And it's it's real footage with that guy. And he's such a crazy, like, overall wearing no tooth hippie, peace loving. Like, oh, if anyone gets crazy, we'll just spray seltzer water and throw pies at him. Like, <laughs> it, he was a trip, dude. But it worked out because they were like, are you security? He's, he's like, uh, how do you feel about that? He's like, I don't know how I feel about anything man how do you feel right now like the guy was just <laughs> such a fucking well, interesting fucking person gravy gravy yeah and that was their security That's staff which wasn't security. yeah it was just they knew that they would handle things different where if you had real security 
it was going to cause it. That's what would cause the fight. And this guy was just like, hey, man, he would ask. He'd be like, do you mind if, like, you don't climb over the fence, bro, and you just walk around? There's an opening right over here. Like, they went about it that way. Like, would it be okay if I asked you guys to move back 20 feet? Because these towers are, like, electrified. So if you guys could, it would be awesome if you could move the ta- move back from the tower. The like, that is, was their approach. The, so, I mean, you're looking at half a million people on drugs. There were 12 police officers and then Wavy Davies Hog Farm. Wavy Gravy. Wavy Gravy's Hog yeah. Farm Co-op. Like, that's it. That was security. Which, just but, sheer numbers, just 500,000 people, like, things are going to happen. Like, that medical yeah. injury list is hilarious from raccoon bites to stub toes to, like, bee stings. Like, they had everything noted. Like, if you can find that online, it's funny. I didn't see the raccoon bites, but the ones that I – because talking about the bad trips, they reported that over the course of the time – the the official emergency the official medical staff treated 797 bad trips 23 seizures 57 cases of heat exposure 176 asthma attacks that they think were caused by people smoking too much weed and then this tells you something about hippies there were uh, 938 foot lacerations 135 foot punctures and 336 random foot injuries because everybody was walking around with no fucking shoes on. Yeah. And there's glass and pipes and all kinds of crazy shit all over the ground. Like the, the aftermath was just insane when they left. You're like, God damn bulldozers. And how long did that take to fucking clean up? So the, the whole thing started when a group of uh, four guys from New York who were all um, different members of, of the music community, John Roberts, Joel Rosenman, Artie Cornfield, and Michael Lang. They all, um, they were like producers and promoters and building a new record studio. And they were like behind the scenes guys, but they had pulled off a successful uh, music concert uh, or music festival in Miami. And they wanted to do like the mother of all music festivals. Like one but- of the guys had, I think what happened was one of the guys, I can't remember his name, got an inheritance of $250,000 in 1960 something, which is a shit ton of money. It's a good lot of money now, that was but money. back then. Yeah. yeah. And so he wanted to invest and he had a friend that uh, he had met playing golf or something and they kind of hit it off. Mm-hmm. So they went into a uh, business together, making the recording studio. And then like one thing led to another because of the recording industry, the guy from Capitol records and they, so they, it was like each of them had their own accomplishment. Right. I don't think they had a joint uh, venture until no, 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 Woodstock. No. This was, yeah. yeah, this was their joint venture. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't called Woodstock. The, the official title of the concert was, an Aquarian experience, colon, three days of peace and music. Right. Because they wanted to have the event in Woodstock was one of the prospective locations, but like things just don't work out. And then they moved to Warkill Hill or whatever that other place is I called. Because Woodstock, the thing that I had read was that Woodstock was a really small town, still is, um, but it was a place where like counterculture people like Bob Dylan would go and play really small gigs in this small town of Woodstock. And it kind of had this notoriety of being a place where like hippie music was born from. Um, And that's why they called themselves um, Woodstock Woodstock venture capture the feeling of Woodstock, not necessarily because. And Woodstock was right there. Actually. It's like not that far. It's 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 yeah. Proximity is pretty close to where they end up having it. So that was the thing I read was that was more of the vibe they were after um, than, I mean, it'd be like if you started Compton Records, there's right. a vibe. <laughs> like, you're right. not, you know, it doesn't you're have not, to be in Compton. Yeah. Yeah. You're not putting out folk music, you know. Um, 
So they go on. They're having a hard time signing acts. They get Cretans Clearwater Revival, which was the first big act that they signed. And then apparently once they signed them, all these other big acts were like, oh, shit, well, if they're going to do it, then I'll do it. You know, right. It gives um, them some validation, basically, right, right. some credibility. So they um, one of the things that I read said that they financially were anticipating 200,000 people to attend but that they kept telling all the towns and places that they were looking to go that we're going to have 50,000 people, which is kind right. of fucked up. So they're like, yeah, you're I, like I think they knew no one was going to be okay with that. They're right. not going to get the, they're right. not going to get the green light. So they were telling everybody 50,000, but they were planning on four times that much. They weren't planning on fucking 10 times, times that much. much yeah. you know? um, but so they ended up uh, finding the town of, Wallkill, New York, and there was a place called the Howard Mills Industrial Park outside of town. They paid up $10,000 in the spring of 69 to reserve the property. And then immediately the town got freaked out about 50,000 hippies and started doing everything they could to legally get out of the contract that was signed. Well, the problem is the people that came in, they started building, like they built the stage. They start, they built almost oh, the shit. whole thing out. They got porta potties. They got all this shit. They were good to go. Cause they're four weeks out when that, when the problem happens, right. but the people that are building it are like, trippy ass dudes in like wizard hats and shit like an american flag wizard hat what and like fuck? fucking cut off jean shorts and no clothes right. is like up on top of scaffolding like fucking you know putting up lights and shit and like they're wandering around town like they're building this thing they're there for a month so people are seeing like oh the guy's coming into our restaurant it's a bunch of dirty fucking hippies like we don't want this fuck we don't even want the couple hundred that are here working can right. you imagine a fifty thousand of these fools come through so they pass legislation and say that there's no event that could be bigger than five 5,000, I think, um, attendees, and it just puts a kill to it. And they're like, fuck, we're invested. We got four weeks. We've sold 100,000 tickets this in advance. And, and they, so, also, they hit them with a one-two punch because the other thing was they got the zone, they got the, the zoning board to make it, uh, to ban the use of porta potties to rewrite right. the city code so you couldn't use porta potties. So that yeah, was a good job. Like, good even job. if you want to push it, you got nowhere to shit, which they didn't yeah. anyway. Um, yeah. So they start looking for like, There's they've dirt. only got a few days to so say like for seven or eight days, they're just fucking searching and they start renting helicopters flying over fucking trying to pair like, where could we fucking put this shit? And, and then it, finally it all farmer shows up. It also fuels the fire because the news mm -hmm. that this town, like the man shut down our concert right. free love now got like hippies attention. It's free advertisement. So now it's like when this, you know, when you do tell me a place, I'm totally going to go, man. Cause the man tried to squash this. Um, so they were, it added to the, the mystique of this, of this, uh, concert. So they find a new place, a farmer, a 49 year old dairy farmer named uh, Max Yasker, um, says that he'll rent, rent part of his, um, forgot how big it was. 60 acre farm. Maybe. Um, but he said that he'd give him part of his land to use, um, for it. So they, they rented it out to him. um, and at the time, the ticket sales up until this point were limited to record stores in, the, in New York City or by mail. Um, so they advertise in different magazines. So you either had to mail in for a ticket or you had to go to a record store in New York. 
And which I, I was curious how that worked. Does a record store buy like 50 tickets and it's on them to sell them eight. or do they, they buy them like, Oh, they buy these tickets at 10 bucks and sell them for 18 or something weird, I don't know. you know, cause it must have to be some kind of consignment, not consignment. Like they must purchase them to resell them because how would you ever logistically track all those tickets from a million record stores and get that money? Right. The record no, stores must buy them to, and make profit. You'd have, yeah. You'd have to sell the records. You'd have to sell the tickets to the record store. And they get a kick. Well, it was probably, it was probably, they sold some, you know what I mean? And then they hit them back and say, Hey, we're all out. Yeah, Can yeah. we get some more? You know, the people are buying them up. But either but way, how crazy yeah. old school fucking methods like that, that they, they were that successful to sell. Yeah, yeah. But, Those old school methods sold 186,000 fucking tickets. Crazy. Yeah. So at that point they're estimating about 200,000 people, but they're still telling everybody 50,000 so that nobody freaks out. Um, and they end up, so they start uh, getting there. Again, this is down to the wire now. It's last minute. And they get to the location and they're like, look, we've got time to build the stage and food stands and put up the porta potties, or we've got time to do the fencing and security and put up ticket booths. Right. We don't have time to do both. So they were like, well, fuck it. Just built like if we don't have if the stage and the lighting tower isn't there and 200,000 people get here, it's going to get fucking ugly. So and they and part of it was that people just fucking start showing up early too. like they had a little more time. They had a lot of the fencing up, um, but it just there was gaps in the fence. So it just wasn't quite done. And people are showing up on Wednesday for the Friday show. And they thought they were going to fucking burn the midnight lamp all the way to fucking, you know, Thursday at you know six in the morning before people are actually walking in they just had no way to control it there's just no way they could it's hard to get head counts but they were saying that by wednesday and thursday about forty thousand people were already there yeah um and they were they they said that by friday morning even though the concert didn't kick off until later in the day there were already fifty thousand people that just walked in and settled in right around the stage that which i thought about like how many tickets you say they sold Hundred eighty six thousand. So they're fine. Like they're all, everyone's like, Oh, it's a free concert now. Well, sort of, you well, estimated 200,000. You sold those fucking tickets. They still went bankrupt on the event. Yeah. Because, because there was, yeah. Twice as many like medical staff and all that fucking crazy right. shit and have to hire planes and helicopters to get people in. And they broke even from the film that you watched is how they ended up finally making money that, that right. won the Academy award that year. It was a very successful documentary. So that movie is how they made money and recoup their costs, not the concert itself. I think the, the one I watched is a newer Netflix one. It's not the original 1970 doc. It's like a newer oh, okay. one because it, it has uh, interviews with people um, like now, like talking about their experience then. Um, and I and it, a little bit of it's a blur. I watched a bunch of little videos too. Like the, the couple that's on the cover of the album um, is still married. It was kind of cool. And they were talking about that. They're the most iconic image from Woodstock of them like wrapped in a blanket. And, they, and I watched the thing where they went and interviewed him. It was pretty cool. Mm. There was a woman born at Woodstock, like on stage or some shit. Yeah, she, I, I, I saw an interview with her. There were eight. Yeah, born at Woodstock or something. All I those mean, motherfuckers have, they have crystal collections, all of them now. You they look, believe in the power of crystals. You look at the pictures, <laughs> though. Yeah. You look at the pictures, and, and, and I'll post in the show notes one of, I think it was the Atlantic. There was a thing that had a lot of really cool photos of Woodstock. And there's so many of them that are just like some dude with his two year old. Yeah. And and it's just like what the fuck, dude! You just naked babies running around, yeah. Baby, just like a, you and your baby, a dude. Like picture of some guy walking his maybe four or five year old kid, um, in between rows of parked cars where a bunch of hippies are sleeping in sleeping bags and 
they're just walking through like you know. yeah man and and to the point of like you know today's mind state as far as like germ transmission and what we're going through now fucking dude they were just sliding in shit shoulder to shoulder you know having sex in the mud and then at one point they run out of food and like the locals provide food and they helicoptered in and people are just like finger beans dude like they're eating fucking like baked beans yeah. with two fingers out of a can and just handing it to the stranger next to him so that they can get two fingers and some fucking baked beans and the thing like, is there it's was crazy. Crazy. sounds like a blast yeah. one of the articles that i read and i didn't put it into my notes um but there was an article that was talking about the fact that that year there was actually a horrible flu pandemic spreading around the globe <laughs> that had like way worse death counts than any flu and it was like one of the worst years of flu deaths on record in America and all this stuff going on. And everybody just went to Woodstock. Like, you no, know, yep. there were school closures. There was like the whole thing was going on um, that that summer of of. Uh, that was the first time they tried, Dave. That was well, the first maybe time. we should have a concert. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we should have a mega concert. Yeah, um, it's the, the drugs keep it away. And there was, and I remember seeing this movie a while ago. There was a book called Taking Woodstock, and they made a movie based on it, which oddly enough was starred Dimitri Martin. Um, and it's about some people claimed that that the Woodstock people owed them money because they claimed that there was a hotel um, near where they ended up doing the concert, and that one of the promoters agreed to host it on the property of this hotel. And they even had licenses to do a concert and all this stuff, and that somehow they got screwed out of the deal. Or yeah, something. they would their their hotel would have got wrecked. Oh, for sure. Like yeah. fucking shut up. Yeah, and be grateful yeah, exactly. your hotel didn't burn down. Yep. But so um, everybody shows up, and they said, "Yeah, ten miles of permanent gridlock for all three days." It got so bad, everybody was just parking their cars and just walking in to the concert. And the entire city nearby was just on lockdown because you, your farm, your house leads to this main road that's a 10-mile gridlock. Like, you're just stuck until they all yeah. leave. And what was wild was the the community was an older, you know, small town, like Barney Five fucking, you know, type of community. They were so understanding about it. It was crazy. Like, you'd think they'd be like pissed, like, I can't even get out of my fucking house. All the roads are fucking blocked. All these goddamn dirty hippies that loud ass music for three days. They, when they ran out of food, they fucking pulled the food out of their pantries and mm -hmm. set them all on the curb. And then they had teams going through picking up all this fucking food. And they fed those people with the beans and crazy shit from their fridge and cabinets and took them over there in the hog farm place, cooked up fucking meals with whatever the fuck they could get. Like at one point they had breakfast on Sunday morning and it was just like oats from a fucking farm or something yogurt yeah. yeah from a pig farm it was just dry oats uncooked because they didn't have time to mm -hmm. cook it in these little snow cone things and like honey and yogurt and they were just handing them out to people feeding five hundred thousand fucking people with but, pig oats and shit but here's the but the, thing, no, the, we can't say that n there was no signs of mob mentality and aggression there because originally there were three concession stands that were selling um, hot dogs and different food and so forth. And when they started to run out and there were crazy lines, the people, cause no, they approached every regular concession vendor for concerts in the New York area. And they were all, you're out of your fucking mind. Like there's no electricity. There's no, like we're not setting up there. It's going to be a shit show. Like you, you're not, under, you're completely underestimating how impossible it's going to be to get more food in, to refrigerate. Like everybody was like, no, 
So a group called the Food for Love, uh, three uh, three guys who called themselves the Food for Love, each opened a food shack um, in the area. And at one point when they were running low on food, they took the hot dogs from 25 cents a hot dog to a dollar a hot dog. And it pissed everybody off so bad that they burned two of the three food stands down. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> Did you see the surrounding the surrounding woods that they set up like uh like there was literally like little stands and huts that had like glass blown pipes and handmade fucking tie dye shirts yeah. like all the way through all the fucking woods around it and like look, they set it up like yeah. on the fucking fly like not part of the planned event they showed up knowing like I'm gonna sell a shit ton of tie dye shirts yeah and glass blown pipes and then there was even like little places that were just selling pot. Like it yeah. was literally just selling weed in the middle of the woods. Mm-hmm. Super fucking yeah. cool. I mean, impressive. they set up shop just like they set up their tent. Yeah. It's yeah. Fucking, and teepees. Yeah. You're not going to get busted. There's 12 cops. Right. Fucking yeah. half a million people and the cops can't get you to a jail. People said there was so much pot being smoked that you couldn't not get high. Yeah. Like just fucking high. being there. Yeah. The air was so full of it. You were yeah. fucking. So those babies I mean, and shit were I mean, it's pretty sure. much. Yeah. It's, it was a, it was a. That's what happened with the hot dog stand. People had the fucking munchies and the <laughs> hot dogs. Sure. Oh yeah. They were pissed. <laughs> fucking yeah. I'll burn down a hot dog I mean, stand. I'll Rob, tell you that. Rob Van Dam's house is a baby Woodstock. <laughs> That's right. Like, if you had like 10 people in there, you're fucking, everybody's fucking high. Yeah, I remember getting a contact high for sure. Yeah. But, it was, yeah. yeah. That Chipotle. That's was all I remember. Day, though. I remember the what, Chipotle. I don't remember Chipotle. Yeah. You remember Chipotle? <laughs> no, I, don't I do now that you said it. Yeah, I remember it Japanese like, art and there was a surfboard and, and, a, and a magical talking toilet. I was going to say the toilet was a memorable I didn't, for sure. I didn't use the toilet, the bidet, the Japanese bidet. I mean, I pissed in it. I didn't do anything yeah. else. I didn't but do anything else. I, was, I would have if I could have figured out how it worked. <laughs> like there was and then the crazy room with all the, like the collectibles. Chest yeah. was on the back of the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. And Sabu in the yeah. in the kitchen and like yeah. fucking yeah. flip flops getting coffee. Yeah. yeah. Barely walking. Felt yeah. bad. Moving him. slow. And he was doing yeah. a show too. Yeah. So, I guess once you get moving though, you're that yeah. fucked up. Yeah. Like that's how I feel. And then I started doing jujitsu. Yep, I'm you like, feel oh, okay. amazing when okay. you're doing Until the next day. Yeah, and you feel right. terrible. Fucking shoot. A couple me. hours later yeah. when you cooled down. I went yeah. to jujitsu Wednesday. So yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I, I I did I hurt the next day. Yeah, fuck yeah. So the media tried to shoot down the hippies like hardcore. So the front page headlines of everything nearby were things like traffic uptight at hippie fest and hippies mired in a sea of mud. Mm. Uh, The New York times ran a piece called nightmare nightmare in the cat skills. And part of it said the dreams of marijuana and rock music that drew 300,000 fans fans and hippies to the Catskills and had little more sanity than the impulses that drive the lemmings to march to their deaths to the sea. Uh, ended <laughs> that's, some, that's some bullshit propaganda because yeah. we know that wasn't real. Yeah, they ended in a nightmare of mud and stagnation. What kind of culture is it that can produce so colossal a mess, right? I've, I've, that's about right. That was I mean, some Randolph, that Randolph Hearst, Rupert Murdoch yeah. fucking bullshit. What's wrong? That's not bullshit. They were setting in shit. Yeah, they were eating fucking yeah, there was two a finger bad, bean uh, fucking spoons. Two finger bean spoons. But the 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 truth came out because so a reporter named uh, Bernard Collier, who was from the New York Times, was sent there to report. Very few reporters went because once they were looking at 10 miles of gridlock, they were like, let's just go back to fucking New York. Fuck this. It's not worth it. So nobody, there weren't really very many reporters there, but this guy got in there and his um, editors said, you need to write specifically negative articles about the event. We want multiple negative articles about what happened while you were there. 
And he got there and he kept talking to him on the phone and he was like, I can't write a negative article about this place. And really? he finally talked you to can't. he talked to the editor in chief and the editor, the head editor, a guy named James Reston said, just write the truth, write whatever you're actually seeing there. It, you know, ignore the, the other editors who are telling you to write a negative piece. Just write the truth. Um, what a concept for a fucking newspaper. Um, but he, so he <laughs> opens his article with the traffic jams, law breaking and the shit mud. Um, but the whole article was basically about cooperation, generosity, how amazing the town was being, how amazing the concert goers were being, how they all helped each other out, like this whole hippie love, whatever. Um, and then as soon as it was over, he wrote another article that talked about um, the lack of violence, that there was surprisingly hardly any violence there. Um, the the And really his articles and the documentary did a lot to change America's per- perception of what hippies were. So, did you see the did you see the info booth? No. Like the uh, oh dude, so what they gotta think about communication wise, there's no cell phone. There's five hundred thousand people. If you and Brad get yeah. split up, you go it's to the fucking over. Yeah. Like I'll see you in three days at the fucking car if yeah. you can find that. Right. Well, my ass find, has trouble to find my car at fucking Walmart. I'm like, yeah. where did I park? Like I can't imagine that shit. Well, you so, remember we went driving and you remember? got lost in my truck. Yeah, remember I did. Yeah, yeah. you forgot where you were well, at. Was a back like, who are you? I swear there was yeah. a back seat over here. So yeah. Um. So they had an info booth where you'd have to go to be like, Hey, I lost my fucking uncle yeah. or like, I need my medication. Yeah. My and baby's this gone. fucking tent thing was covered with like handwritten mud blood, fucking like uh. ink and shit, like all over it stuck on it. And they would go take those papers as much as they could. They were reading through them trying to be like, Oh, this is important. Like, and they'd be like, uncle John, uh, your medication is at the info booth. Go to the info booth. Uncle John, Sally is at the info booth with your medication. Um, your purse is in the car. Like this weird little shit where you're like, fuck, is that getting out to the right person? Were they right. paying attention? Right. Crazy yeah. stuff. People needed their medication. They lost their fucking baby. And there's a little yeah. tiny info booth that's like, you know, the one at the Kern County Fair, yeah. except for it's for 500,000 people. Yeah. And there's like ripped ass pieces of fucking beer boxes and paper yeah. written in mud stuck all over the outside and they still made it happen sounds fun yeah yeah saying. it was wild yeah, I, i'm i'm man i just i wish i was I'd still there. go i'd still go oh you're retarded yeah huh? that maybe i'd still I go i don't know like i can't it's only three days man and i know uh, that i, I would have lived i'm not the guy be that got miserable for three days you might like, be, be sometimes there's sometimes there's value in that there's value in overcoming some type of thing like that where your feet fucking yeah. bleed and you're hungry why like, why would you <sighs> want to do it I don't know. Have you done anything like that? Yes. Yeah. What did you do? Childhood. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, years of it. I don't know. It's an, adven- it's an adventure, dude. I don't know. I mean, for sure, but I, I can think of other adventures. Like, let's climb Mount Whitney. I was going to say, when you, you know climb I mean? a mountain, like, that, I did that shit. It was terrible. That'd be horrible, but there's accomplishment to it. I did like, it. It was terrible. Setting, I lost nine toenails and in, I almost died. Setting in shit and piss and listening to fucking music that's probably garbled. I mean, I'll say this, this I point. may not do it again, yeah. but I would do it once. Yeah. Like the Mount Whitney thing. I would do it. No, you know? I don't know. No, I would not do it. Like you and gay sex. You, you might not yeah. do it again, but you did it once. No. You know? No. It's like, it's just like that. Not do it, was it. More than, it was more than once. <laughs> yeah, to try all the things. It's, not, it's only gay if you're gay. True. If you're not gay, it's you're just, just curious. Sex. Yeah, you're just yeah, trying. It's just sex. Yeah. It's not even curious. It's just, okay. I, I, yeah, it's you know what a butt's going to feel like when you stick your dick in it. You know, you can imagine it. Yeah, yeah you can imagine. You know. Yeah. If you think about a cantaloupe, yeah. you know the texture of a you cantaloupe because you've eaten yeah. cantaloupe. You know. And you know what it feels like when your yeah. dick you touches something. You know what the slimy like center is going to feel like. Yeah, you can figure yeah. it out. 
You can conceptualize like the seeds that. of a pumpkin. Yeah, you put it on your hand. <laughs> Pumpkin's too hollow. Yeah, it's, I know, but I'm just it's saying cool for seeds. a little while. And right when you get inside, it's yeah. just five gallon bucket of water. If, hot if dog you, down the hallway. If you, if you scoop the seeds out with your hand though, and get all the goopy goops, right? Yeah, Oh, loose Sally over yeah. there. You can't fuck the pumpkin. The the pumpkin seeds act as like polyp filling. Things, yeah, I think know, a watermelon yeah. that it just doesn't hold up. No, nah, watermelon structural integrity. Yeah, watermelon just turns yeah, the water. Yeah, the first oh, couple yeah. strokes it feels good, and then down. yeah, yeah, you knock the bottom it's out. Like, it's like yeah, it's like fucking a chick that had a bunch of babies. Mm-hmm. That's a cantaloupe though. Cantaloupe, it's firm. Yeah. I wouldn't eat it. I wouldn't eat it. Yeah. But I'm not the sure right one. about it. I'm not, yeah, I could imagine it. And I figured I almost think it would hurt. I don't know. My buddy Chris did it. Chris Joslin, if yeah. you're out there, <laughs> Chris Joslin, you did it. So the performers at Woodstock. Um, there were 32 musicians that played and you always hear about the, the big ones, but so day mm-hmm. one, you know, looking at all the, the massive acts that were playing, this is the other reason that I don't like music festivals is because day one was Burt Summer. Oh, I love Burt Summer. <laughs> Sweetwater. It's great. You go, you can buy your microphones and stuff from them. Millennium. Never heard of him. Tim Harden. Love him. Uh-huh. Ravi Shankir. Have heard of him. Ravi? Oh, yeah. He, the Indian rock Jake star. Williams. Jake Williams was that. Indian. Yeah. Exactly right. <laughs> Arlo Guthrie. I think. I know a he was, Guthrie he, in music. Is it the same Guthrie? Yeah, he was in, li- he was in the live chat on Friday. Marlo? Arlo. Yeah, Guthrie. He was there. Yeah, but some of those like Joe Pietz. So like, she, was was Santana Santana when he started then? Right then, you know, I don't know. I'm just reading through day one. I'm just going through the list. I know. So day two, Quill, Country Joe McDonald, John Sebastian, Keith Hartley Band. Um, then so I think your I, I think your point is though, like you never fucking heard of them. Like you don't even want to hear them. But the first time you heard Prince, you heard Prince for the first time. You didn't know who the fuck that was. You might hear someone like Joe Cocker or something that blows your fucking mind because you had never heard him before. There's people that Joe went Cock? there and didn't know who Jimi Hendrix was. Maybe yeah. they might not know who Janis Joplin was, but I bet they still fucking love that shit once she started singing because it was just their first time hearing that person. Even if they were already famous and known, there were still people's first time hearing that artist. Yeah. Well, Arlo Guthrie is known for uh, songs such as. Uh, Alice's Restaurant Massacre. You guys remember that big hit? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, yeah. 1967. Yeah, City of New Orleans. And then he also inspired the Going Back to Cali mm-hmm. hip-hop song. Oh. Uh, and it was Coming into Los Angeles was oh, the right. actual yeah, yeah. first recording in 1969. And I was, well, I mean, to, to your point, though, Mountain, which ended up actually being a big rock band in the 70s, their, it was their third performance was Woodson. Right. Their th- ever Right. Like that's crazy. Right. And now 400,000 people or 500,000 people know who yeah. they are and heard them. That's right. fucking awesome. That's so, how they got big. The Grateful Dead, Creedence Clearwater Revival, uh, Janis Joplin, Sly and the Family Stone, The Who. Incubus. Dude, Sly and the Family Stone, you got to watch the video of that. Have you seen that guy? You like that guy. That video, but yeah, Sly and the Family Stone is, yeah, that's. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That guy was crazy. Fringe, yeah. giant ass sunglasses. Yeah. That dude was cool. He was a huge uh, Prince <sighs> influence. Oh, okay. Um, and then day three, Joe Cocker, some of the big ones. Joe Cocker, actually not that many on day three that were big. Uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Uh, that was their first performance together. Sha Na Na. Oh, yeah. Um, and Sha Jimmy Na Na. Clo- closed it Sha Na Na Na. Sha Na Na. Goodbye. Yeah. Dude, with a little help from my friends, Joe Cocker, like that shit was like. 
just insane. I mean, that oh, shit yeah. sounded just yeah. like the fucking recording. Like that motherfucker's voice is oh, so crazy. Who is it? What? Joe Cocker. You just want to hear me say it again? Who's that? You know, Wonder Years theme song with a little help from my friends. Mm. What would you do if I sang out of tune? Oh yeah, things he completely. He looks. Is it the? He looks. What would you do? Yeah, like the entire body. Sing a song. Yeah, and he gets the John Mayer face. Yeah, Yeah, like he looks like he's gonna. Yeah, I've never seen him. I I know the song. He doesn't look like like he sounds. That's that's the trip of it. Is it like he's uh, British or something? Yeah. Never gonna give you up like that. Like no. No. Yeah, look him up. Look him up. He doesn't look like you think. So Creedence Clearwater Revival hated it. They their push their start time got pushed all the way back till 3 a.m. Um John Fogarty insisted to the documentary filmmakers that nothing that they did be included in the film. Um, and he said it was just a horrible experience. Like even years later, he was like, he said that he was nervous, like the entire band was shitting their pants the whole time they were there. Like we signed this gig, so we're stuck in it and we're getting like airdropped in by the National Guard. We're surrounded by half a million people. There's no security. They were like the the stage was falling down. They were like, this is bullshit. There was a giant <laughs> rainstorm in the middle of that yeah. shit, dude. And they said that there were unearthed uh, power lines that contained 50,000 volts and that they could have, if anything had gone wrong, had a, a mass electrocution. 50,000 volts because mm-hmm. everyone was wet, standing yeah. in the wet fucking water. Yeah. And those power lines were just yeah. like fucking almost there, but nothing happened. Right, but yeah. if it did, it could have shocked all those. That's like Jonestown. That would have been shocking. Yeah. It would have been a shocking experience. Yeah. Yeah. Even like the Grateful Dead. It would have been intense as well. That would have been a new version yeah. of intense. Yeah. The Grateful Dead said <laughs> that it was one of the worst performances that they ever did. Uh, they were getting shocked while they were singing. The, the drummer said that he said, quote, it was a very terrible moment for us. The stage was collapsing. It was pouring rain. Jerry and Bob were getting shocked by their microphones. <laughs> and even like deadheads who were there and friends of theirs who had seen a million concerts ended up after the show saying that was probably the worst show we've ever seen you put on. Because right. it's it's going to happen, though, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, like somewhere is going to be your worst show. And some people you know? weren't. I mean, the I mean, Hendrix slays, you know, the national. Anthem. Yeah, because he, he was already he was already on drugs. That's true. Like, yeah. I mean, he just didn't care. And I have that I have that national anthem like memorized. Like, oh, I yeah. know what part's coming next. I can hear it. Yeah, there's the whole so many people thing. that were there that complained about getting like pushed back endlessly because the whole concert ran so long. I mean, you go to a music festival and everybody's got a set time limit. These guys were going out and doing like two and a half hour sets, like That's in a crazy. day with ten other musicians. Like you're gonna. So I say, I say, I say we go to Wood, uh, not Woodstock. Can't go to Woodstock. Coachella. I don't want to go to Coachella. Though. You you said you want to I go. Know. To, you want to go to Woodstock. I'll go, go to Coachella where there's like food and plumbing. Yeah, but you won't uh, <laughs> food and plumbing because Coachella's happened and it wasn't as cool as Woodstock. I'm saying how I've been given the opportunity to go experience. Yeah, but there's Woodstock. a ton of people at Coachella. Yeah, but like, just, it's not it's the miserable. Jimi Hendrix isn't there. It's we not. can make it Woodstock. Like we could literally pay a plane to fly over and dump a fucking shit ton of water <laughs> and shit like a fire yeah, plane. Yeah. yeah. I'll go. Me and you do acid and go to Coachella. I'll do it. All Here's right. the thing, Brent. You have you have like you have my permission. I don't want to see me to on use acid. my concert going time machine to go see. Okay, because I'm never gonna I'm never gonna cash that ticket. Right. So. Will you go to Coachella? No, I won't go to Coachella right now. I'm not gonna use the time. What about Cypress Hill? Like Cypress Hills Music Festival? No, they may never have never have another Coachella. Who knows what's gonna happen? They Who have one every year. Music? No, they didn't have Comic Con this year. Yeah. Well, this year. 
Well, that's what I'm everybody's saying. pussies. Right. We'll see what happens. I don't know. People are weird. They'll yeah, be back on. Be money. Where there's money to be made. Right. Money and youth will yes. point to music festivals. Now, even like the, the part of me that thinks I would like to, to use my time machine to go back and watch the Tupac hologram at at Coachella. No, that wasn't yeah. Coachella, though. That was... Was that Coachella? Or was that, that I like was, how you don't I want to go back and Coachella, see Tupac. Yeah. You want to go back and see Tupac's hologram. Well, I would definitely go back and see Tupac, but I would also, right. I would like to go back and see Tupac's hologram, but I'm not going to go do it at a music festival. So that's just not going to happen. He was just, yeah, he was standing backstage and they were just projecting that. That was yeah, a live performance. Much, yeah. 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 Um. So the other like big groups that got invited, John Lennon got invited, Bob Dylan, Simon and Garfunkel, Led Zeppelin, the doors and the Rolling Stones and all of them um, turned it down. But so some of the, the other bad things that did happen there was the bathrooms, a modern concert venue on average has one toilet for between every 40 and 50 seats. That's like the typical uh, ratio for a modern uh, concert or an outdoor music festival. Woodstock had one porta potty for every 832 people. Oh my God. So they tried. Did you see it? Well, you didn't watch it. So one of the main uh, guys in that group before went to big events like baseball stadiums and concerts, and he took a clipboard and a stopwatch and he sat by the bathrooms and counted how many people went in the bathroom per hour at the event and then figured out how long were they in there and how long it took them to get back out and tracked all that shit and created this whole pool of data and then went back and did all the calculations. They're like, Jesus Christ, we need like tens of thousands of porta potties. Yeah. So they got as many porta potties as they could. It yeah. still wasn't enough for the, knowing, the projected Knowing that like, they were going to fail. Knowing that it wasn't. They got as many yeah. as they could. So people were just fucking probably just standing there pissing, dude. Like, yeah, so they said that the average porta potty line was at least an hour long to get in. And they overflowed. They were full, yeah. dude. They were all. Ugh. Ugh. So then when that rain came, the fucking the raw sewage merged with the rainwater slid downhill to the pit where the concert floor was. And it was, so every time you see those Woodstock photos of people walking around in mud, that is shit. Oh God. Shit mud. And Brent wants to go. go. And they're walking in the shit mud with bare feet with lacerations on it. Cause oh. I know I survived. People didn't, that's what I'm saying. The survivor was fine. I'll you go. might be the oh, one that died. Oh, there's the one guy in 500,000. It's not me. Still one. Could be. You don't know. I'll take the risk. The fucking gangrene and amputated hippie feet after the concert. You'll take the risk of going to Woodstock. I'm probably already one in 500,000 for a car accident right now. I'm sure. You won't even go to the store hardly. What are you talking about? I go to the store all the time. I don't wear a mask anymore. I quit, bro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're not even afraid no more. No. Now Dave's really not coming. So yeah. the drugs oh, I have it. were so bad <laughs> that they were everywhere. They said that people, again, people didn't know it, but they were passing out what they called electric Kool-Aid. So it's mm. hot and everybody's thirsty and there's no running water. So people are like, hey man, want some Kool-Aid? And there's fucking acid in the Kool-Aid and they're just uh. giving it out to people. So everybody's tripping balls and don't even know it. There, People were like putting drugs in food. There was just weed. Like you said, there was so much uh, pot smoke in the air that you couldn't not get high. Michael Lang, one of the organizers, said that early on when he was seeing the reports and seeing what was happening, like he knew not to drink anything that wasn't sealed when it was handed to him. Fuck yeah. And like he was very cautious about what he ate and where he went and what he touched um, because everything was, was, was laced with drugs, you know? Um, yeah. Somebody hand you a flyer or something. Yeah. You can yeah, touch it. Boom. Yeah. Got it. 
one of the only cases of violence that I saw, which I thought was pretty awesome, actually, was Abby Hoffman, um, big pop culture guy. I forget what he did. I think he was a advocate of LSD. Wasn't that Abby Hoffman? Mm. I think you're not Abby Hoffman. I think you're you, now you mess my brain up. There's a different name. Um, I don't know. I don't. I'm not going to come up with. Yeah, that. I'm not either. But Abby Hoffman, he was a big pop culture figure. I mean, big enough that he got on stage since he was a social activist, anarchist, okay, revolutionary. So the Who was playing, and the the Who was huge even then. And he Albert, Albert Hoffman is who you're thinking of. No. Mm, he's the first person to synthesize LSD and you're saying Abby Hoffman Abby Hoffman and you're telling me that Albert Hoffman's not who you meant and he's the guy that made LSD that's what I'm telling you <laughs> okay <laughs> that's a weird coincidence that's a crazy coincidence that you thought Abby Hoffman was LSD person Albert and Albert Hoffman, Hoffman actually synthesized it was a Swiss scientist yeah. I believe that you are what being is Abby look up Abby Hoffman Abby Hoffman was like a social activist in Albert. What? What? But he what created. He created. He co-founded the Youth International Party Yippies. I mean, he sounds uh, like he's a hippie. He, he is a hippie was a, for sure. He probably was a, an activist for LSD. And I think he was the tune in, turn on, drop out guy. Or no, uh, that's not Timothy Leary. He was in the Chicago Eight. He's in the Chicago, known as the Chicago Seven. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Protests. I think you're talking about. I think you're talking about Albert. Anyway, Albert, Albert created LSD. So he was big enough. This guy was a big enough pop culture icon that he was able to get on stage and talk in the middle of the Who's performance. So they played. They took a pause. Abby Hoffman came out to say whatever the fuck he was saying. Um. And he went on too long, and the members of the band were trying to get him to get off stage. <laughs> and Pete Townsend from The Who hit him over the head with his guitar. Oh, wow. And that was like the one violent thing that happened at the whole thing was that. Yeah. Was Pete like Townsend. an El Cabong. El Cabonging, like a fucking WWE episode with a fucking guitar splintering it on his head. Was, yes, was El so, Cabong, was that an actual cartoon character? El Cabong. And he had that fucking guitar. In like that wasn't cape. his name, though. Ted El Cabong, but I don't think that yeah. was his name. So he, Dave is talking about Abby Hoffman. Okay. He did interrupt, but he was a social activist, so he's probably trying to get, you know, pump up the people. You know, pump up the jam. Right. So he was up there doing. Yeah, like, stop Vietnam. Like, whatever. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. True love. Uh, so. Yeah. The Who versus Abby Hoffman. Yeah. Yep. It so, was Quick Draw. Quick Draw McGraw was a yeah, Elka yep. Yeah. So they ended up, um, they were going to order 10,000 National Guard, but the governor was like, the governor, by the way, was Nelson Rockefeller. Um, oh, wow. And. Um, Nelson the, Mandela was the governor. Right. And the concert, one of the concert organizers talked him out of it and they declared a state of emergency in that area. And again, the Stewart Air Force Base uh, helped to airlift people in and out um, of the show. So uh, the concert officially ended um, Monday morning, the right after uh, Jimi Hendrix's performance. So a lot of people, a lot of people were actually waiting to see Hendrix. But um, 
left as soon as Hendrix started because they were like, okay, we saw Hendrix get the fuck out of here. Like, I'm starving and dirty and my feet are bleeding and our car is seven miles away, stuck in gridlock. Um, but hmm. again, everybody like, like boohoo's the fact that he played to such a small audience, which was still 25,000 people um, were still there listening to him perform. So, yeah, it really, it really hurt his career. I mean, <laughs> did. That's yeah. why he died. Yeah. Can you imagine like the, how long did you have to sit at your car? Even if you found your abandoned car seven yeah. miles away, dude, to, waiting for to the wait for the next you. people. I just think about going to like the Hollywood bowl and you're stuck in traffic for like two and a half hours getting out of yeah. the fucking parking lot. And just it, trying to get out of a baseball yeah, game or something. Yeah, exactly. Like and that. it's infuriating. Yeah. I can't imagine. Then again, I wasn't high to the gills. I get pissed at the hockey game. I don't like I'll park somewhere else and walk over. Oh, just yeah. I, don't I, I never have an it. issue yeah. there. Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't park in all the cars. You go to like a MLB game though, and it's fucking crazy, pretty crazy. Yeah, the best or, I've or, been to is the the Greek amphitheater in LA. Like what is it? Chinese theater? Greek amphitheater. Hmm. Big outdoor theater, like right in the hills. And the parking. Don't get me wrong. The parking is dog shit. But there's like a parking lot. Like the parking is free, and there's a parking lot that costs like fucking. $15 or $20 or some shit. And like all the parking is up a hill and there's a yeah. couple of yep. parking, parking lots that you pay for. And some of them are really expensive. And one of them is the cheapest of the paid parking because it's, a, it's farther away from the venue, but it's at the bottom of the hill. So you get the, fuck so you don't out have to walk the hill and, the top well, of the and hill, you get the fuck the out. The hill leads into a national park and you're fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have to go down the hill and it's like park in that bottom parking lot, pay the money and you're going to walk a little ways to get there. And you're going to be the first motherfuckers down the hill and back on the fucking four Oh five. I forget whatever. where I was at. Um, I went up and I went into a parking garage and it was me and my wife. I don't know if my kids were with us or not. I think we were going somewhere. We were out of town and I went up into a parking spot, you know, a place and they were like, yeah, we have, you know, openings or whatever. And I fucking pull up in there and I'm going up and around the fucking, you know, parking garage, yeah. you know, you're circling you up, going to one. the top. Well, they're just, they're just waving you on to go right. to the top because it's full. And I get up there and they're fucking packing these cars in like sardines. And I was like, I told the guy, I was like, nope, I'm not, not fucking parking it. my truck yeah. here. Fuck you. And he's like, really? You don't want to? And I was like, nope. And I fucking backed out and I had a fucking, it took me five minutes to like turn around. It was so packed. Well, cause they're ninjas. They're going to pull oh, yeah. back out for you, but you yeah, almost have to you. crawl through the yeah. back window or something. Dings shit. on my yeah. door and shit. Fuck all that. So, um, I would say like, I, I watched, um, some footage of Santana, uh, playing. He's so and, young, dude. It was oh, so crazy was to see him. 12 dude. Yeah. And he's not, great yet like he's really I mean, he's still, like well, he's nice no, 12 yeah i know exactly he still had that sound though that yeah. was still that sound still so recognizable and unbelievable the fucking the bong like just i mean the band it still had the santana sound but i was just waiting for that santana guitar and it never quite happened and then when they started it might have been because he was on lsd or something he might have been high he <laughs> might have been getting shocked by his own guitar but i honestly think he just wasn't as good yet because he was so fucking young and it's like the most of his like bigger hits came out like in the seventies, like years after that. So I, I wonder if Santana wasn't really a big thing 
Like if that was like an early Santana. Yeah, they, they talked about it that most people hadn't heard that, but they said like just the rhythms and the bongos and all that shit going on, like people were going fucking nuts, even though they hadn't really heard that yet. Um, they yeah, but when you hear something it. you like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's like a baby dancing when music comes on. They don't yeah. know what the fuck that is. You can't help it. Yeah. So. You got to imagine Especially. if you're fucking on acid or you're on weed and you're just in this mellow fucking oh, yeah. place and Santana comes on, just those long songs and the way, just like the way that it drones, like in like, I don't know. It would it would be very captivating if you were high. I would imagine Santana Santana would be a pretty good music trip to to be on. But um, yeah, I've seen I've seen the Hendrix uh, show multiple times from there. I've seen Santana. I haven't watched a whole lot because I'm not very into a lot of the other bands. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The shit mud, starvation, no running water. The only thing you can drink is going to get you high. Fucking all, all pass, man. Hard pass. I do it, but I also want to go in the jungle and do ayahuasca and like shit my brains out and throw up while a shaman blows tobacco smoke in my face. And I think I'm seeing fucking monkeys wearing gold chains, riding dragons. Like I, it'll be terrible. I could possibly die, but for some reason, I think I'd find value in some type of experience like that. I'd do it. Brad, yeah, yeah. yeah on Woodstock. No. No. <laughs> no, I'm just looking at more pictures of it right now. Like, no. no all I need to see is pictures. No. You just show me uh, uh, any 10 photos of the crowd, and I'm like, nope. Yeah. I mean, I mean the, 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 the one thing that scares me most is my fucking pale ass getting sunburned. That's the worst that I'm, that I'm fearing from that shit. Because I would just be like, I would be pink for fucking sure. Yeah, because it looked like just flat out exposure. Like, <laughs> yeah. I need I need a big old fucking like Chinaman gardener hat or something, you know what I mean, and not be fucking running around shirtless like that because I right. would get fucking wrecked. Yeah, yeah. I'd, no, I'd come away with fucking what is it melanoma? Melanoma. Yeah. yeah fuck. Yeah, and then like fuck I said, that. the only way that they ended up turning a profit on it is because that documentary, um, which good on them for thinking. And while we're doing it, we're also going to make a documentary. Yeah, like so, might as well. I mean, they they. And you have to think, man, there was there's no maps for these territories like there were no like there wasn't anything like this ever like. And and speaking of maps, no fucking maps like you had to use a paper fucking map to figure out how to get there. So, I mean, these four guys, Yeah, but they were used to that. Yeah, I said, like, there was no one you could call to say how many toilets should we get for Woodstock? I have to go to fucking baseball games and count people with a fucking timer. Like. I mean, they were like making this up as they went along. So, I mean, it seems to me that you would have planned on more food. Like, even if you knew it was going to be 200,000 people. Well, remember, they were having trouble getting vendors and they had to switch locations the fucking four weeks out. Like, they probably just had trouble. Like, it just seems like. What, it, did these guys. I, I think these they got guys to the point that like, you were all in. Like, there's yeah. nothing you could do. You couldn't bail out. These guys didn't. Uh, they didn't do another like concert together. I bet not. No, I don't no? think so. I think you could have done a better one. No, Has I, anything I, ever I, been I, as big? I think they, I think I might be wrong, but I think they were the ones they ended up doing. It might not have been them that did it, but I read like a footnote in one of the articles that talked about the fact that the Rolling Stones turned this down. The Rolling Stones accepted the very next um, big music thing. festival that I think they produced these guys. I might be True. wrong. Maybe once you do that, you're like, I can do anything. We, do we fucking survive but, that shit. The other one ended up, they got security from the Hells Angels and there were a bunch of stabbings during the Rolling Stones concert because the Hells Angels were stabbing people. Yeah. Wow. So Wisconsin holds Summerfest every year. 
It's an 11-day event, which I guess is spread out a little more, and they probably have some people coming and going. There's over a million people go to that. Jesus. So, a million? A Jesus million. Christ. 800 to a million a year, it says, every year. Fuck. Damn. But at least at that it's point, pretty impressive you know infrastructure. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, yeah, now, nowadays, yeah, you're going to have, I mean, you know, it's known what's, you know, what's needed. Right. So it's still pretty impressive, though. I mean, from a logistical standpoint, yeah. to, to host that many I think people my thing in is, an outside is venue. I know how Woodstock turned out, and so I would go. But you have a good point where you're like, would you go to Coachella? I'm like, eh, I'm kind of like, don't want to do that. That, that I don't want to do that. It sounds terrible. Yeah. But when I know that everything turned out okay... And I know that I'll survive it. Well, they have it every like, year. I mean, yeah. nobody's dying there. Everything always know. turns out okay. Same Coachella. shit. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's a worry of death. Well, there's there's shit happens at Coachella. I'm sure. I'm sure. sure. Fucking some fuck boy gets upset. You know, fucking and gets fuck his boys. face bashed in. Goddamn Coachella fuck boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done with that. I'm done yeah. with that. Yeah. All right. Um, Social media winner for episode 478, George Carlin, the vulgar prophet. Um, Andrew Alvarez is going to win a t-shirt for sharing on Instagram um, or for interacting on Instagram, actually. And his handle on Instagram is bad mother father, which I like that. Like He's that. mad at his parents. It sounds like bad motherfucker. It's all a little bit of everything there. So I like it. Um, so you're going to get a t-shirt. Frankie Pigeon's going to hit you up. Uh, keep an eye out for that and give out your personal information, your address, where you live and where your children are um, for a free t-shirt because that's smart. You should do that and we won't kill you. We'll just send the t-shirt. It'll be fine. Um, also, thank you uh, to Podbelly. Podbelly, uh, we're part of the Podbelly uh, podcast network and they are doing a promotion. May the 4th be with you for the month of May. While supplies last, giving out 200 um, I Love Bacon stickers. You just go to podbelly.com and uh, go to the shop and add the I Love Bacon sticker to your cart and use the keyword or code Kevin the Pig, and the sticker will be free, shipping and all, no matter where it goes. While supplies last, go over there and check that out. Also, thank you to El Yucateco Hot Sauce. That is our primary sponsor. It's delicious. It comes in seven flavors, just like Brad. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> how did that never happen before? Brad mostly comes in mashed potatoes, but there's garlic, garlic butter, yeah, salt yeah, and pepper. Yeah. Yeah. He's got various yeah, flavors. Plain. Plain mashed yeah. potatoes, you know. Plain. Sour cream and onion. Yeah. So uh, get Burn. it at the store, put it in your food, put it in your mouth. And uh, if you see it in the wild, make sure you take a picture. If you're using it, take a picture. If you're going to post your food on social media, make sure Teco's in the shot and tag them and tag us so they know that we sent you there. Go over to their Instagram and like and comment um, on any of their stuff saying, you know, Sofa King sent me something like that. That really helps us out that they know that we are getting people to engage and buy their products. So go check them out. Also, thank you to Print Dirt Cheap. You can go to printdirtcheap.com and you can get a discount by using code Sofa King Podcast if you need stickers. Um, they have amazing quality. Like we've had, we've said this, we've had stickers on our cars for fucking years. We live in Bakersfield. It is hot as fuck here. It gets to be like 112. And uh, I got stickers that have been on there for three mm-hmm. years and there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with them. So um, there might be sometimes cheaper stickers on the internet, but they are that they will fucking peel off yeah. and yeah. just turn black and fucking peel off. I've, I've had other people give me a sticker from their band or something um, mm-hmm. or jujitsu or whatever. That shit just fades away. Like yeah. stickers have died next to printer cheap stickers on my car that are still there. That's the so truth. if you need stuff, go Preach. over there. Great quality and um, save some money using code. So King podcast also mm-hmm. thank you to Jimmy D's tees. Uh, go to jimmydstees.com. He makes t-shirts, hats, uh, stickers, all kinds of stuff. Um, he's got 
what are those silkscreen things called? Those shirts. Posters, kind of. Yeah, shirts. Uh, shirts. Yeah, shirts. He's got yeah. stuff. He can make stuff. Uh, if you have a band or a podcast yeah. or a business, if you need shirts, um, yeah. also great. I mean, he's done stuff at El Um, so he's entirely capable of handling whatever you've got. Um, beer a, koozies. He's got stuff. He can make stuff. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. you'll be happy with it. Yep. And it's affordable. And he likes and fast stuff too. and the quality is good. He likes stuff. Yeah. Like you pay him in stuff and then he makes you stuff. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's the, sh- that's the long and the that's short. That's the stuff. I did the long. Yeah, he's a the good guy because he doesn't like the bad stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's against yeah. it. He's anti bad stuff. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Jimmy D, anti bad stuff. Yeah. That's, that's a slogan. That's a shirt. All right. That's all I got. What do you got? Uh, we have the Sculpt member of the month, uh, members of the month, and it is uh, Kylie, Kaylee, what's her name? Via Vicencio. Karen. Karen. Karen Via Vicencio. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Mike Via Vicencio, and then Nick uh, De Francisco. <laughs> yeah, Via Nachi in San Francisco. Via Nachi in San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah, Long live the nachos in San yeah, Francisco. That's right. Yeah. Viva. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yes, Viva La Nachos. Yeah. Karen used to be uh, Fuhrer Balls. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's Karen via Vicencio and Nick, <laughs> uh, they got married. They had three children yes. uh, in the last year, all triplets. Yep. Um, they were, uh, they had to, to do children came out to nine. That's correct. They, they multiplied. They're like gremlins. Yeah, they, live, they live with Mike they, though. They didn't listen to the old Chinese not guy. Parents. They can't be trusted. Yeah. They got taken away by the state. Mm-hmm. Um, cause they only fed them after midnight was the problem. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And they weren't supposed that's to bad get them for wet. gremlins and for children. They you weren't can't supposed do that. to get them wet. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they turned in. They had the one with the glasses. He sings New York, New York, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Like, um, but uh, they had to do a uh, inverto. What is it? Inverto fetaliz- fertilization. <laughs> inverto fetalization. Uh, yes. Yes. Get, that's to it. Get their three gremlins. I'm not they even into nine. Um, <laughs> Frito vitalization. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Vital. Yeah. Frito vitalization. Yeah. You got to take and, care of kids, kid. You got to feed them all day, not just after yeah. midnight. This is, you got the reverse gremlin thing going. You got to get them wet. You got to give them a bath. Yeah. You your have kids, to bathe kids them. Kids are dirty you and starving. And they, you have to brush their teeth. Yeah. Even the one tooth. Yes. Like right. we know your kids look like meatball. <laughs> meat wad. Meat wads. Yeah. It's a meat wad. Uh, but their one tooth, you have to brush it. You have to. Even if it's in their butt. Yeah. Even it, that's it weird. comes out like a Play-Doh that's factory. Weird. It looks like a letter H when they shit because they got weird. a tooth in their butt. That's, that's very weird. It got weird. You all that yeah. and that fucking got weird. Then yeah, that was weird. Yeah, and gremlin babies. And because yeah. the baby had a that's tooth normal in though. That happens. Normal. You get a tooth in your butt. No, I don't know. You, you show me a tooth in your butt. <laughs> yeah, that's two teeth in your butt. <laughs> but I had to stop. I was going there, but shit got too weird. Apparently, one tooth in your butt. Well, age shit's weird. I mean, anyway, her kids shit use because they've only got one tooth in their butt. Yeah. Yeah. That shit means. Yeah. Anyway, like we said, uh, Nick, Nick and uh, Mike, great guys. I mean, they're awesome. Yeah. Uh, Kylie, piece of shit. Shit. Um, <laughs> anyway. That's all. Yeah. 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 She shits use. Yeah. Okay. Because there's a tooth in her butt. There's a tooth it's in genetic. her butt. That's oh, why her. That's why genetic. her kids have that. Oh, genetic. Wow. wow. Yeah. Nick, divorce her. Yeah. You can't um, get in there, bro. It's dangerous. Is, yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> you can fuck yourself up. <laughs> when she farts and whistles. Uh, it's all, Shush. <laughs> now you've gone too far. Oh, Brad says I've gone too far. When the butt whistle. <laughs> it sounds like an old man. Does, does, does her ass also play a banjo? Yeah. She can play it. She's out there. She can play it. Yeah. She can queef and fart. It's all. 
It talks now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she can ver- ver- verbalize words. Oh, yeah. wow. She just squeezes her butt cheeks together and says stuff. She give you a nickel, come inside, get a popsicle. Sash is fresh. What's that? Nothing going. <laughs> He's like, no, please, in this. Uh, anyway, if you're on Reddit, go to r forward slash Sofa King Podcast. Join the conversation there. Uh, also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, we are at Sofa King Podcast. Our personal Instagrams, I'm at Raised with Wolves. We have Sofa King Brent and Sofa King Dave. Also, check out uh, El Yuteco underscore hot sauce, Jimmy D's Teas. He likes stuff, only the good yeah, stuff, though. Right, not the bad stuff. Not the bad stuff. Hey, if you get Patreon stuff in the mail, please post it on social media and tag us because yeah. it's a lot of work yeah. giving it to you. We appreciate the support, but it's huge if you post it um, so yeah. other people see and get jealous. Yeah, that's, least, that's really yeah. why. I mean, that's your bragging right. If you're, yeah. getting, if you're getting Patreon stuff, uh, that's your bragging right to show these fuckface peasants. If you want your family to respect you again yeah. because I mean, they don't really, right now. Yeah, and, and us. Yeah, I mean, really. It gives you purpose in life and yeah. that lets them know that you're worth something. That's right. That you did something yeah. with your life. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Um. Also, uh, Podbelly, go to Podbelly and like them, follow them. And um, what else? Patreon.com, black slash Sofa King podcast. Um, we do bonus episodes and you get bonus episodes for as little as a dollar. Uh, you can get all the bonus episodes and uh, right when we upload them. So, Literally a dollar. Yeah. For four yep. more episodes. Yep. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, oh, somebody was asking me and everything's gotten weird. On all these fucking social media platforms, Facebook Messenger, like it's showing messages and I can't find them and they're in Marketplace and they're all over the fucking place now. Um, but somebody was asking me about the the old Sofaking podcast playlist um, and trying to find a song. So I'll just put it on here and hopefully you'll get it because that fucking message, I don't know what happened to it. I saw it and then it was gone. Um, but uh, it was the bottom line. It's by Early Mac. Uh, and the, and to find all the playlists, it's it's um, you can just search Sofa King Podcast and the playlist should come up because Sofa King Podcast is the playlist. And then we have 2019 and then 2020. So um, I saw that message, that too. Helps. I tried to yeah. respond and give him some. I, yeah, I don't. It's I, because you have was, to use pages. It's fucking weird. It was weird. Yeah. yeah, I don't No, It wasn't on Facebook. It was on. Oh, is it on Facebook or yeah, no? You have, you have to use pages. Even on Instagram. It was an Instagram message. Oh, then this was Facebook. That's a different. So I, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, so it's tough. I just yeah. screenshot stuff. So because I know well, it was like lost. it was literally like I could see a portion of the message and I went to click on it and then it went away like fucking it was yeah. gone. And so I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what happened. So sorry about that. But I didn't forget about you. Um, hopefully you hear this. Uh, it's pretty much it. There you go. All right. Don't be retarded. Hey, hit away, I put it down, ho. I'm sipping drink, got my mind though. Still faded off the liquor, I'ma be that nigga, yeah, I bet you now I know. Friend that motherfucking ghetto nigga, it's white buildings and them brownstones. Where we tryna make the numbers run, but all we ever see is 5-0. No sleep, got my eyes low. Could you please pray for my soul? Cause I've been thinking about the ones hating and I've been wanting none to die slow. Lord forgive me, he will all up in me. Trying to get rich, it's like you never hear me. Praise up on the daily, wonder if you hate me. You supposed to love me, feel you trying to blame me. 
Things are fighting in my mind I had to put my life up on the line Yeah, they were saying go to college No, I said fuck it, I'm a grind Wasn't built for exams, dawg Cause I ain't reading between no damn lines Trying to make 50 grand, y'all And throw that money all up to the sky, yeah Stacking the paper, that make them hate you When you know you try to level up Stunting is major, do me a favor Please go and throw your bezels up Grinding hard, I know they're scared of us Y'all weak when compared to us And we coming from the bottom, time to get it poppin' We just tryin' level up, level up, level up All my niggas tryin' level up Listen, they can never stop us when the only option And I know they scared of us Level up, level up All my niggas tryin' level up And we coming from the bottom, time to get it poppin' They cannot compare to us Yeah Niggas keep talking about Level this Level that shit It's time to level up and get that bag, you feel me? Young niggas, come for the dirt Stains on my shirt, fuck it Blood and sweat up on my chains Remember walking in the rain Looking at my life each and every night Wonder when this shit can change Throw my heart up on the stage Look at the new waters in the game Y'all supporting garbage, I'm ashamed To be on the same list of those names Every time I drop flames And your song sound the same Maybe rap is not your thing Quit and stay up in your lane they hating on me while I had it dry The dope man never miss a shot Turn this up, make the system not It's motivation for like every block Stacking the paper, that make them hate you When you know you try and level up Stunting is major, do me a favor Please go and throw your bezels up Grinding hard, I know they're scared of us Y'all weak when compared to us And we coming from the bottom, time to get it popping We just try and level up Level up, level up All my niggas try and level up Listen, they can never stop us when the only option And I know they scared of us Level up, level up All my niggas try and level up And we coming from the bottom Time to get it poppin' They cannot compare to us